Good morning. Welcome to the 30-Day Healthy and Happy Challenge. The 30-Day Challenge is designed to develop essential habits that will improve your health and happiness. Log in at solanofit.com with your email address to get your 30-day calendar. Today is day eight. Are you ready? You are now listening to the Solano Fit Podcast, featuring fitness to change your life and inspiration to live your best. Here's your host, O. Johnson. If you're sitting, you might need to stand up for this. Walking and running. The third exercise on our 30-day healthy and happy calendar. By now, I'm sure you're familiar with the benefits of walking as exercise. You may even already be wearing a fancy watch, calorie GPS tracker, or pedometer. Yes, we all know we need to walk more. All the benefits are widely touted. But for those of you who don't know, a quick rundown. Increased cardiovascular fitness, increased pulmonary fitness, decreased risk of heart disease, reduced risk of stroke, lowers hypertension, lowers high cholesterol, reduced joint and muscular pain or stiffness, reduced diabetes, stronger bones and improved balance, increased muscle strength, increased muscle endurance, reduced body fat, boost of energy, improved mood, improves BDNF, that's brain-derived neurotrophic factor, that's basically miracle growth for your brain. And that deserves its own episode. And just as a comparison, remember that sitting does the opposite of all the benefits just listed. Sitting is the new smoking. So where walking reduced diabetes, sitting increases it. Where walking increased cardiovascular fitness, sitting does not. And you already know what sitting does to your waistline. But has knowing the death-defying benefits of walking helped you walk more? Hopefully. But for the majority of Americans, the answer is no. So today, a quick note on situational support, the environment, and the barriers to walking. But please permit a small inquiry. Let's look around your kitchen at home. What's on your kitchen counter? What's in your cupboards? Do you have lots of sugary cereals, candy, or candy bars that masquerade as health bars? Do you eat more junk food when that stuff is visible and present as opposed to otherwise? Are there ways you can eliminate some of these obstacles and replace them with healthier alternatives when your energy and resolve are high? What about your work life, your desk or office? Do you think or work better when your desk is clear? Or when papers are everywhere? Serious question. Lots of folks have different styles. How does the environment affect your ability to function and produce? And how do you get to work? According to a report in USA Today, the average American commutes 25 and a half minutes each way, which is 51 minutes total per day, or about 204 hours a year. Remember that sitting increases risk of diabetes and hypertension. Now with a commute, add psychological stress of the stop and go, frustration of that accident that derailed all of your early morning planning, increased anxiety, back and neck pain, depression, and a whole host of uglies. And if you're commuting to Mountain View, San Francisco, or Sacramento, it gets worse. The Regis Work-Life Balance Index found that people who commuted for longer than 45 minutes each way reported lower sleep quality and more exhaustion than people with shorter commutes. So yep, the commute is killing you. But if your place of work, the school, the grocery store were closer to your home, would you walk or bike there? There's no denying the convenience of your individual car, but considering the cost is your long-term health and happiness, is it worth it? In the absence of favorable proximity, under what circumstances would you park the car and take public transit? Taking the bus, BART, train, or subway may sound unfavorable to you, but research by Adam Martin and colleagues with the Center for Diet and Activity analyzed 18 years of data on nearly 18,000 commuters and found that public transit commuters were happier than traffic commuters. In fact, People felt better the longer the walk to work. Here's the thought. Would you ever consider working less 
or making less to be closer to home if it meant a longer and happier life? Now look around your city. Is it safe to walk? It might be safe, but does it feel safe? Does it look safe? Are there sidewalks? And are there clear markings on the road? Are they lit at night? Is there a bike lane? Is there blatant disregard for traffic laws by walkers, bicyclists, or drivers? Is there a lack of access to a comfortable or straightforward route? You know, older neighborhoods were built in grids, which made it relatively simple to travel. But suburbs? Not so much. If what I've just shared indicates anything, it suggests that your decision to walk consistently and as a lifestyle is complicated. Sure, you could go to the gym, but its distance from your home and your relative fatigue from other priorities in the day may be stronger than you've accounted for. Many city, county, and nonprofit organizations are working right now to better support your decision to walk and create what's known as walkable cities. There's incredible research on the benefits of an improved physical environment that supports walking citizens. Locally to Solano, organizations like Vibe Solano, Solano Transportation Authority, Safe Routes to School, and of course Sofit City are developing methods to change the physical and social environments. Programs like Fun on the Run, Girls on the Run, Moms Run This Town, Girl Trek, and the Mayor's Marathon Club are working to better support the physical activity of students and adults alike. In his book Bowling Alone, author Robert Putnam describes the deterioration of the American community and its social capital. He cites evidence for the decline in clubs, associations, congregations, and volunteerism, and the increasing social isolation. He says we're engaging with real faces less, and I think intuitively we know that to be true. And this was before the advent of social media. If you like to move or want to, consider getting involved in any of the associations mentioned, or look up the organizations in your own town working on similar initiatives. You will find open people, ready and motivated to connect and serve. Not only will you get a front row seat to everything active and low cost in your area, you will be helping to create safer, healthier environments for future generations. It can't happen without you. With you, the sky's the limit. As usual, I've included links to studies and programs in the show notes. See you tomorrow.